This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Hello and welcome to our Squiz Shortcut series on building a business brought to you by Square. Having a side hustle, being your own boss, starting the next Aussie unicorn, entrepreneurship is something that many Aussies aspire to. But figuring out where to start can be intimidating. So we've been talking to four Aussie businesses about what they wished they knew before they started and how they made it work. This is the final episode in this series. And to wrap it all up, we are talking to Matt Wiley. He's been a business owner for over 20 years, including his current venue, Rebar, in Sydney. So who better to talk to about the highs and lows of owning a business and what lessons he has learnt along the way? I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Matt Wiley. Matt, welcome to Squiz Shortcuts. It's great to have you. Thank you for having me on. It's great to be here. Now, Matt, you currently own Rebar in Sydney. You're known internationally in the hospo world, but for any listeners who might not be quite so across the food and drink scene, give us the elevator pitch. I own Rebar in Sydney. Any produce that we buy in is either a secondary cut or a byproduct. Previously to that, I used to own a hyperlocal sort of seasonal bar in London called Scout and then numerous other venues. And previously to that, I was a cr- cricket player. So that's how I first made my trip to Australia 20 odd years ago. Yeah, you've been in business for over 20 years. And as you say, you were a professional cricket player. How did you go from there to opening your own hospitality businesses? I think, um, especially in Australia, you kind of remember the, the old days of cricket where you would have like big old burly characters who drank a lot of beer and (laughs) in my day a really big social aspect to playing cricket it was kind of a natural progression when I stopped playing from being like a kind of a drunk sportsman to working in bars. And when you did get going with your business ventures you opened two venues in your first two years they had a lot of success straight away and that's pretty tough sometimes in the hospitality world you then went on to open a third venue. Yeah, so the first two venues, Pearl and Whistling Shop, came out of the back of a recession in London. So there was kind of, we had really good rent deals and we kind of saw in on this success. And then we opened our third venue two years later. And it was a big realization of probably put this venue in the wrong location. And when you're really successful, you don't really question many things. And then Mm. as soon as failure started to hit, we, we started to question literally everything. We realized that we needed to take the ego out of what we were doing because it was, we were in danger of bringing down our two successful venues. So we closed it after 11 months and we moved on. Yeah, some big lessons to take out of that time, paying attention to those early warning signs. If we fast forward a decade or so, you've picked yourself up, you've dusted yourself off, you've gone on to open several other award-winning bars and restaurants. But in 2019, you decided to pack it all up and move to Australia it's a pretty big move for a business owner to leave their connections and customer base and start brand new. My wife has only really ever lived in London for 40 years. We decided, we went on a holiday to the Caribbean and we was like, well, we were sat on the beach and was like, we, we want this life. So we kind of looked at where we could go. At the time I released the cocktail book, a lot of sales came from Australia. So we thought Australia was a place that we could probably move to. I think if we didn't live in sort of the social media era, of, I probably wouldn't have been as easy to do. But you're so kind of connected in hospitality now. You're always 
looking at what other people are doing and, and inspired by other people from all over the world. So you've definitely had some highs and lows of business. Of course, it's not the end of your journey, but I am keen to pick your brain a little on what you've learned along the way and the advice you'd have for other business owners or potential business owners. So we'll get into that next. Right, let's start at the beginning. When it comes to starting a business, something that's been coming up a lot is the idea of purpose, which is the reason why the business exists, and how having a really clear idea of what your purpose is, is key to success. If you know what your purpose is and you can strive to do that every single day, you don't really have to think about your decisions. Your decisions happen for you because the purpose is already there. Like Ree, we know, we know every day what we're doing, where the produce is coming from. We know we can question if something isn't right because we know instantly and then we can make a decision whether we move on from it very, very easily. Yeah, driven by that purpose of being a zero waste bar. Connected to purpose is the vision where you would then want the business to go. It's common for business owners to have these grand ideas, but ultimately you have to manage them against reality. Often that means budget. When it comes to setting up or growing a business, where do you think it's best to invest? What have you found gives the best bang for your buck? 100% it's about investing in your team because ultimately business is about improving and getting better to give a better product all the time and to keep repeat business. And if you if you don't, there's too much staff turnover. You can't keep pushing forward. You can't keep getting better. It's one thing that we've been really good at um, over the years is retaining our staff, treating them well and making it a good place to work and an exciting place to work. Yeah, you get your purpose locked in, your vision underway, and then get and keep good people around you to help drive both those things. Of course, there is also the day-to-day running of the business. When it comes to making sure you can keep the lights on day in, day out, what are the key things that you focus on? Um, I think good communication with your accountant is always always, uh, a good thing to have. Making sure you've always got cash flow because there are surprises in business. And, you know, having a really good relationship with your suppliers, especially with using a byproduct or something that usually goes in the bin, it's being able to challenge someone to not put something in the bin and to actually sell it to us when they don't believe it's good enough to sell. We have to change some people's perceptions. So having the, having a really good uh, relationship with people is really key to us. And then and then showing them like the fruits of their labor, like the reward for their purpose. It boils down to the purpose again. So keeping those good lines of communications open, of course, managing suppliers and things like keeping an eye on your cash flow, the nuts and bolts of of running a business, a lot of that comes down to the systems you have in place. And you guys are using Square. Yeah, we use use Square for our pods. It's ingrained in what we do. We have four screens, one instead of printing docket. So we remove the paper aspect of it. But also we like Square for the back end. We we can analyze our business a lot and we can make changes and steps to, to improve all the time. You've had a lot of experience with different systems over the years. What made you go with Square? Because I was obviously new to Australia. I spoke to a few people about um, what, what systems to use and, and Square popped up a lot because of it's simple and easy to use, but also the, the information you get at the back end was super informative. Yeah, when you've got good data, you can make those informed decisions about where you want to take your business next. And that is all part of what you get with Square. When it comes to running a business, you've experienced it all, the highs and the lows. What's your favorite thing about having your own business? That I get to be my own boss. I get to create an environment for people to have fun in. Um, I genuinely like going to work every single day. It's not really work. It's going to a place to have fun. 
That is always the magic source when you can find it or build it and create it when it is your own business. On the flip side, what have you found the hardest about being a business owner? There are a lot of challenges about being a business owner, but having a thick skin is a thing that helps you as a business owner because then from time to time, there are going to be things that are negative that happen to your business. And it's just about like looking what's in front of you and moving forward, positive goal. Yeah, just one foot in front of the other through those tricky times. These have all been really great insights for anyone looking to start or build their business. So thank you, Matt. We're nearly done. I just have a few more quick questions. Matt, at the end of each Shortcuts episode, we always give recommendations for listeners. It's normally something to read or listen to or watch. But this time, I'm going to ask you two quickfire questions. To start us off, what is one piece of advice you would give to someone who's thinking about starting a business? I think that you're never, ever really ready to start a business. And um <laughs> just to jump in and, and embrace every every aspect of it. Just jump off that cliff, take the chance. Exactly. And what's one of the things you're most proud of achieving in business? I think the fact that I'm still in business and still pushing forward and, and I still have new ideas. Um, I always said that I probably won't open any more businesses when I'm not excited or I don't have any fresh ideas and that's what I'm most proud of, I think. Sounds like there's still plenty more things to come. Thank you so much for joining us today, Matt. Now, if anyone is listening and wanting to find out more about Rebar, Zero Waste Bar, it sounds so cool. Where can they find you? We're located in in Everly, just by Redfern Station at, at on 2 Locomotive Street. Our website's wearere.com.au and you can find us on Instagram, which is underscore wearere. Awesome. I will, of course, put that link and those details in your episode notes so you can find them and check them out for yourself. It has been so great to chat to you today, Matt, about your journey and the experiences and lessons that you've had along the way. If you're looking to start, run or grow your business, Square have the integrated tools that can help you to succeed no matter what kind of business you run. Just go to squareup.com forward slash au to find out more. And that is it for our four-part series of building a business. We hope you found it helpful and learned a thing or two along the way with us. Thanks for listening. This week, our podcast is brought to you by BHP. Reducing greenhouse gas emissions in the production of iron ore and copper is critical. That's why BHP has committed to solar, wind and battery agreements at mine sites across Australia. It's happening now at BHP. Visit bhp.com critical to find out more. Claire, we're working with BHP again on Weekly Wrap this week because they're keen to share with Squizzers how the resources they mine are key for our economy's shift to renewable energy. Yeah, so we often hear about the push towards renewable energy, but what doesn't get as much attention is the role that mining companies are playing in making that transition possible. Take steel, for instance. It's a key material used in the construction of renewable energy infrastructure, as well as bridges and transportation, hospitals and schools, and a big part of it comes from iron ore. That iron ore mainly hails from Western Australia, and BHP says the importance of responsibly produced Western Australian iron iron ore is clear. Yeah, and by that, they mean reducing the greenhouse gas emissions associated with iron ore production. That's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power their port facilities at Port Headland. It's happening now at BHP. And if you want to learn more, visit bhp.com forward slash critical. You'll find that link in your episode notes.